0: Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. Today for our episode, we're actually going to be listening to an interview that I recorded with my friend and mentor, Jody Dietrich, a year ago. Her words, the wisdom that she shares with us about abiding in Christ is just as valuable today as it was a year ago, and I knew that I wanted to share this episode with you all once again. Now, Jodi is a beautiful soul who is such an inspiration to many. I've known Jody for a few years now, and her influence, her leadership, her faith in me and the call in my life and her faith. In women and the call on their life and the influence that she has with women is astounding. And her heart for Jesus, it totally blesses me beyond what I could express. And I know you're going to love her as much as I do. She has a deep wisdom that will encourage and challenge us all to grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus. I hope you enjoy our show today. So now, on to our interview with Jody Dietrich.
1: Welcome, Jodi. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I am thrilled to be on your... Fully Restored podcast and to just get to partner with you in ministry again. I mean, we just recently last year led a leadership journey together when you were still in the Northwest and you have become just a sweet kindred spirit sister. And so thank you for having me.
0: Yes, I'm so blessed to have you here with me. In fact, when I started this podcast, I thought I've got to get Jody on here and just felt like this was the right timing for everything with the new release uh, launch of your new book, which fits very well with what the topic is we're going to be talking about today. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I'm thrilled to be with you.
0: Yeah. So a couple of fun facts before we jump in. The first one is that you wrote a column for the Seattle Times, which is the region you live in, um, secular newspaper. You wrote in that for a column
1: for almost seven years. Right, right. That was quite a writing journey. Um, just such a wonderful God adventure the doors that God unexpectedly opened for me. So I got to talk to people in the Pacific Northwest region, which is a kind of a highly unchurched, almost a skeptical towards Christianity area. To talk to them about faith in Jesus through my column and try to build some word bridges for the readers to cross to discover the God who really loves them. So that was that was so such a joy. Yeah. Oh,
0: wonderful. And then you love to put heavy cream in your coffee.
1: I do. Okay. Guilty pleasure. I admit. So I try to, you know, watch the carb thing a little bit, eat a lot of vegetables and healthy things, but that's my, that's my like once a day treat. So in fact, I have a cup of Starbucks homebrewed, but coffee sitting right here um, as we do this podcast. And yes, it has two tablespoons of heavy cream in it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: enjoy that coffee with that heavy cream in it. So Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you do in your family.
1: Sure. Okay. So I've been married 46 years now, thankful to be sheltering in place with my favorite guy, Don. We've shared a life of ministry. He was a pastor and I pastored alongside him for more than four decades. We've been involved in various forms of leadership. I'm still learning and growing and we still are. We're still deeply in love. God gave us three wonderful kids along the way, all grown now. And now we have three amazing grandgirls, and they bring vibrancy and color and joy to my life. And I have to say, they also keep my prayer muscles in good shape. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I would just say, Kristen, that my leadership journey has surprised me. i I consider myself a pretty ordinary person from humble beginnings. Both Don and I were the first persons in our families who ever went to college. Don was raised on a farm in Oregon, and I'm a PK um, pastor's kid who grew up in really small towns attending the little churches pastored by my parents. And we got married really young and kind of jumped into pastoral ministry right after Don attended Bible college. And through the decades, I served in ministry alongside him. I guess I would say I, I developed my own gifts in ordinary settings through the dailiness of life. One thing I like to say is I've never had a master plan for my life what I have is a master with a plan, so I just keep saying one more yes to Jesus, and and that's led to some pretty amazing God adventures where I'm usually way over my head, like serving as the women's ministries director for the Northwest Ministry Network, where it was my privilege to develop, equip, and encourage women leaders. And then I went back to school, Kristen to seminary, and earned a master's and a doctorate degree in my fifties. Is when I went back to school, so. It, I was hoping the brain cells would still work. And so <laughs> I'm a certified leadership coach and an adjunct professor at Northwest University. And then God has given me the privilege of writing a couple of books and traveling and speaking for various churches and conference in the U.S. and some other countries. So again, it's just that one more yes to Jesus, like saying yes to him. And, and I get the privilege of being with you today. So that was yes. my yes for today.
0: Yes. Well, and Jody, you and Don are an amazing couple and I love your heart. Your husband is just as encouraging of the call in my life as you are. And so I'm just so grateful for both of you. And I'm grateful that you're joining us today to discuss a topic which we all need to hear about today more than ever. As we're recording this Christmas episode, Jody and I were just talking briefly before we got on. I'm home right now, quarantined with COVID. And you could probably tell just a little bit of my voice that I sound a little bit off. Uh, Today's day nine for me, and it's the first day that I'm thinking, I think I'm going to make it through this. But many of our listeners have themselves had the virus, or they have friends or family members with the virus. It seems like it has just increased so much in the last month since Halloween. And as Christmas is upon us, COVID has kept us in isolation for much, if not most, of 2020. And I believe that we're needing to know today this beautiful truth, now more than ever, God is with us. That's found in Matthew 1, 23. And and what words of wisdom can you share with our listeners today about God being with us in the middle of whatever we're facing?
1: Well, Kristen, first, I want to say that Donna and I have been lifting you up by name to the Father, Thank along you. with many of our friends who have been caught by this horrible virus and and I just pray that this will all be in your rear view mirror very yes. soon. yeah so back, I was thinking back to some of the earlier days of the pandemic, and one morning i I said, good morning to my husband. And he's replied, well, you know, every day we wake up alive and healthy is a good morning. (laughs) That's really true. You know, so the question that I've been asking the Lord through this time, especially of the pandemic pandemic how do I steward this day, this day that the Lord has made in these circumstances? And, you know, he gave me a verse that I call my pandemic verse. It's Romans 12, 12. It's just so simple, but it's, it's nine words, rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer. And that's been my, like, you know, along with my other reading and study, that's the verse that I keep going back to. And just to break that down a little bit, rejoice in hope, you know, nothing that this world, can throw at us, is able to steal the hope that we have in Jesus. And now is our time, I think, to live that out to those that are watching. We can almost feel guilty for enjoying life or participating in things that make us or others happy when so many are suffering. But you know what? Bitter and sweet are the flavors life serves Mm -hmm. us every day. So there will be some bitter things. There will be some sweet things. Don't deny yourself the sweet because of the bitter. And so I've just tried to focus on some of those sweet things like getting outside and we're going on walks with Don. Of course, the weather in the Pacific Northwest is about to change. So I'm going to have to pull out my rain gear here. (laughs) But you know, being able to connect with friends even over Zoom or um, our family has set up a weekly Zoom meeting where we all just it's a standing appointment now. We all meet and talk and see how everybody's doing. We play games, we just catch up, listening to audiobooks, uh curling up on the couch at the end of the day with Dawn to watch something, cooking and eating more at home. <laughs> but also abiding in Jesus, more abiding time, maybe that less rushed pace just letting myself catch up. Life is so busy. So one of the sweet things is just having a little bit more of a chance to have margin and, and build that into my life. I hope I take that with me in the years post-pandemic. But, but the second part of that verse is endure in affliction you know, the world has never really been a very safe place to live (laughs) all through history. And we're so accustomed to our first world life, you know, with plenty and stock shelves, access to medical care, and pretty much going anywhere we want at any time, gathering freely without worry. But now so many have lost their jobs and livelihoods. And as you mentioned, Kristen, many have lost family members or friends as we have to COVID. And and I was thinking though, what if this is how much of the rest of the world feels every single day? Mm. I think God can use us as we endure in affliction, we build empathy. I don't like this uncertainty. I want things to settle back and be go back to normal. But I think that we have to, to let empathy build in our lives. We have to grieve and lament. We, early on in the pandemic, we lost a a friend who had been on staff as our senior adults pastor. He passed away. We just seen him just a maybe three weeks prior to that and he was healthy and doing well. And and then one of our dearest friends was out on a bicycle ride and was struck and killed. And you know, just just grieving. We have to allow ourselves to lament too. And so Feel the pain, cry the tears, you know, tell the truth about how you're feeling and maybe find safe friends to help process that. But remember that you have a great high priest who is touched with the feeling of your infirmities, who's moved by the grief that you bear. And then the last part of that verse says persevere in prayer. And I think that one of the common things that we all can relate to is a sense of feeling helpless at a time like this. It's like, there are all these crazy things happening in our world and how can I make a difference? And, and here's a concept that I think might help there are three circles when it comes to that concern. So there's a circle of concern. First of all, it's huge. It encompasses the whole world. We we are concerned about COVID hotspots in our nation, and the wildfires in California, and the the hurricanes on the East Coast, and the you know just the political turmoil. So that's our circle of concern, and it is huge. But then there is something I call the circle of efficacy, and efficacy means the ability to produce a desired or intended result effectiveness. And that is much smaller. (laughs) You know, the things that we can actually do something about is pretty small. Some on some days, but we can do our little part. So again, what is my part? What are the demands of love on this day? Who can I encourage? Who can I pick up the phone and call or write a note to, or for us, just sending Thanksgiving care packages to our extended family because we couldn't be together. And this past week, I had a friend who just defended her dissertation for her doctorate, and I was thinking she doesn't really, she can't do this big celebration party. So we had not a coffee date, Kristen, but a carfe date. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. we met it. We met at Starbucks. We each ordered our coffee through the drive-through, and then kind of pulled up. You know, safely distanced apart, roll down our windows, and and just spend a couple hours, you know, celebrating talking through life and so circle of concern is huge the circle of efficacy is much smaller but then the circle of influence overlaps those two and that happens through prayer mainly Um, there are other ways that we influence but but your prayers matters and my prayers matter and so do what you can do and then pray what you cannot do Because as we pray, there there are things that happen when I pray that do not happen when I don't pray. And so that's kind of been the approach of how I've been trying to walk through this time. And some days are more successful than others. And some days I'm just like, I want this all to be done. (laughs) But rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, and persevere in prayer. I love
0: that scripture that God gave you. And as you were talking, I was thinking about the last month here before I got COVID, God was talking to me. And I told my husband after the fact, after I'd already been diagnosed with COVID, and there was a point he was worried about me um, for a little bit. He was worried for me. And because it settled in my chest and we were concerned with my asthma that it would turn into pneumonia. And I said, no, I'm going to be okay. And he said, how do you know that? And I said, because God told me I was going to be okay. I've known for over a month that I was going to get COVID. God spoke to me. You're going to be okay, Kristen. If you get COVID, you'll be okay. So it was really that fear not, which goes back to the Matthew 123, when it's saying, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. Well, God, the angel is telling Joseph, don't fear, don't fear the circumstances of what you're facing. Know that God is with you, that I'm in control. This baby is the Messiah, and I have a plan. And I feel like so many people just need to know that and to hear that right now, to not fear the COVID, although we got to be wise. We have to have wisdom and not be foolish about it, because let me tell you, it is real. I can testify (laughs) this is real sickness, but not to fear and, and to trust And have faith in God that God has got us. No matter what we're going through, God is for us. He goes before us. The song, The Blessing. I know we are getting so sidetracked from where we wanted to go, but that's what God does. The song, The Blessing, that song, when it came out, that was right at the beginning of COVID. I think it was just, I think it was February when that song came out. So it was just before COVID. And there are times when God uses music to speak prophetically to his people and to speak prophetically to the world. And I felt that that song was a prophetic song that God was saying to us that he goes before us, he's behind us, he's beside us, he's all around us, and that he's not only with us, but he's with our family and future generations, and that he was speaking life to us at the beginning before we stepped into a year of turmoil beyond what we could ever imagine.
1: Yes. Uh, so, oh, that's so good. That was a sidetrack well worth taking. That's <laughs> just powerful. And amen. I mean, and that makes all the difference uh, as to how we walk through this, doesn't it? I mean, it's it, d- yes. it's what keeps us from just going into despair or spiraling or, or just focusing. It, it is, you know, that even with the bitter, the sweet, God just pours sweetness and and blessing into our lives. And he's with us and that, that changes everything.
0: Yeah. So Jody, could you share with us about living a life abiding in Christ? What does that mean to you? Sure. Well,
1: the word abide that Jesus used in John 15, four, when he said, abide in me and I will abide in you is the Greek word meno. And it literally means home. So he was saying essentially, home in me and I will home mm. in you. Remain, settle in, stay. Before the pandemic, I traveled a lot for speaking and ministry and, and with my husband's ministry. So I spent a lot of time in hotels. <laughs> and the Difference there is is so dramatic, you know I might be in a hotel for a while and scatter a few things around, but it's so different than being in a home and settling in and unpacking your life and living there, abiding there, the place where you feel safe, the place where you grow, where your, where your needs are taken care of, where you become who you're meant to be. So our part in abiding is to unpack our real lives, not the lives that we hope to be someday, but our real lives into the place Jesus has reserved for us to home in him. And for me, Kristen, it's not about some fancy spiritual formulas. The way we live in Jesus is actually very specific. It's very personalized to us. But one of the things that I've learned is that we arrange our lives so that we never give ourselves a chance to forget him on any given day. And that's adapted from a William Barclay quote, but we arrange our lives so we never give ourselves a chance to forget him. And for me, that's come to mean six simple practices of abiding and And I elaborate on those a lot more in my new book. But these are those simple practices for me. I think about Jesus. And so for me, that means like setting up a way to get my mind stayed on him first thing in the morning before I even get out of bed. I put my hand on my heart and I say, I am my beloved and he is mine. I am Jody, the one Jesus loves. You know, John, the apostle referred to himself that way throughout the book. The one Jesus loved. He was talking about himself. And so I borrowed that from him because I need to remind myself that I am the one Jesus loves. So we think about Jesus. Yeah. That's number one. We talk to Jesus. Of course, we keep this running conversation going with him in prayer. Sometimes we're we're given big stretches when we can pray. And other times we're praying on the hoof, but we talk to Jesus. Number three, we talk about Jesus, just like we're doing today. We let him become part of the fabric of our conversations. It doesn't mean we're churchy or preachy, but but we bring him into our conversations. Number four is we love Jesus and we let him love us. There's so many ways that we can do that, but through worship or through just silence or just being with him. And then number five, we trust Jesus and we believe what he tells us, which leads us to obedience. And then the final one is we engage meaningfully with others who love Jesus. So we, we don't do this abiding thing alone. We we learn that our faith. If you if you look actually at a, at a vineyard, the grapevines, the way they grow, the vines are very interconnected with each other. They weave in and out, and so. That's how we live our lives. So we live in Christ the way that a healthy tendril branch lives on a grapevine, permanently and tenaciously attached. And so that's just a kind of a snippet of of what it means to abide in Jesus in my life.
0: And that is so much that you just unpacked. And I'm sure people are trying to keep up and to write notes and are going to have to listen back just to grab everything that you said there. But to think about Jesus, to talk to Jesus, to talk about Jesus, to love Jesus, to trust Jesus right now. Oh, my word, that is what so many people are struggling with, is to trust Jesus in the middle of everything that we're facing right now and to engage with others meaningfully like that and you gave great examples like even though 2020 is not a typical year we can still have meaningful relationships friendships and in spite of not being able to physically
1: be with one another right absolutely and we have to be really intentional to do that but it is so worth it it's really important to our spiritual and emotional health and Yes, yes, yes.
0: Which everything you just said, I have my notes here of things that you've been talking about today, goes back to having margin in our life. And that 2020, now, if you're in the medical field, maybe this is not the year to get margin in your life. But for many of us, we've been able to get that margin back in our life. And and for those that don't know what margin in your life means, it's looking at a white piece of paper and there's margins on the side and not filling in every detail of our life with busyness, but being able to have margin where we can hear God, where we can grow in our faith, where we can get physical, emotional, spiritual rest and where we can be on track, so to speak, of what God has for our life instead of being so filled up that, which I've been that way at seasons in my life where I, I felt I'm no good for anybody because I have too much on my plate.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. Story of my life, some, some seasons that I've been in and, and it doesn't serve anyone well.
0: But having that margin in our life is about growing and abiding with Jesus, right? It is. It really is. That's so foundational to
1: that, for sure.
0: So what are, you've given us these tips about growing in our abiding life with God. What are some life with your life experience and where God's brought you today? Are there any other things that you would like to share with our listeners as they grow in their spiritual understanding of abiding with Jesus?
1: Well, I would just say that access what he's made available to you. You know, really the thing that the plant needs to do, a branch or or a tendril vine, if we're talking about a, a grape vine plant, is to stay attached and So I like to say it's not about attainment, but attachment. It's not about betterment, but belonging. And so it's about tending that connection and then accessing everything that the vine has for us. One of the ways I like to think about it when we go back to that word minnow, which again means home. I don't know if you've ever been to the Biltmore House, Kristen, in Asheville, North Carolina. It's called I have and,
0: it. I have to go there. Oh my
1: goodness, it's the it's they call it America's castle. It, it was built by the Vanderbilts and it's just it's like something out of Europe. It's just huge and beautiful and massive and Donna and I've been able to just go there a couple times and walk through, do the tour and stuff. But I had to stay on this, you know, carpet runner and there were, I couldn't, there were things I couldn't touch. You know, you know I couldn't just go into the kitchen and make myself a meal. I couldn't, you know, jump over the, you know, the and the roped off parts and climb into one of those big gilded beds or, you know, pull out books from the library because I didn't live there. I was only visiting there. But if I lived there, if I had been a Biltmore or uh, <laughs> I could have had access to, everything that that house held. I could walk into any room and use the tools and enjoy the the beautiful furnishings and the the supplies. And I would have made myself at home there. Kristen, I know that God has given you and your husband an amazing home and you guys have been doing renovation on it. I've watched from afar on Facebook and just loved how that's looking. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be sad if you guys made yourself now just stay in one closet? But no, you have access to the whole house. So I would say live in every room he gives you. Make yourself at home. And, and that's a lifetime process, just exploring what it means to live in him, finding you know, new rooms and new things that he's made available. So tend the connection, stay put, you know, stay in that place. The more you settle into Jesus, the more discoveries you'll make about the treasures of his grace and his strength and his peace.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that so much to live in every room that God gives us and staying attached, having access what he's made available And the truth is that we are adopted by God. We are God's daughters. We have, through the blood of Jesus, through his death and resurrection, we are God's child and adopted into his family. And I'm thinking about that castle that I'm gonna have to go to in North Carolina And how, if you look at that and representing what a beautiful illustration you gave there of how that we are part of God's family and that in heaven, you know, he does go and prepare a mansion and a place for us. And he has a spot for us and that we are valuable, that we are important to him. And that even though we may be struggling in life, God wants us to have home with him that he is our home. And I just think that that is such a needed thing for us to hear right now during this season is that even when everything feels out of control, we still have a home with God. He is in us and we have access to God through Jesus.
1: I would add there don't let your worries evict you from God's peace oh, in this yes. time That's good. Um, because they will try to do that. The fears you've talked about earlier, but, but don't let your worries evict you from God's peace because Jesus said, peace I give you. That's one of the things that we have access to. And we just need to keep going into that place of peace in him over and over again.
0: Mm, that right there is a statement. Don't let worries evict you from God's peace. I I absolutely love that. So Jody, we only have a couple of minutes here left. Could you tell us about your new book?
1: Sure, sure. I'm I'm really excited about it. It's called The settled soul tenaciously abiding with a tender God. And so really everything that we've been talking about today, I just go into these things in a much more, in a much deeper way. And we really explore what it means to abide in Jesus because this world is such a chaotic Chaotic, crazy place to live these days. Chaotic. maybe that's a new word. Yeah, that is a new word. <laughs> that's the pandemic word, chaotic. Yes. <laughs> crazy <laughs> and chaos. Yes, and so I know a lot of people feel like, you know, if I'm a Christian and we're supposed to have the peace of God, why do I still feel so unsettled. And so kind of the tagline for my book is that life shakes us up, but abiding settles us down. And so this book is a devotional study, and it explores not formulas, but again, simple practices and rich truths that lead to that safe, restful place for our world-weary hearts. So essentially, it's a deep dive into John 15, 1 through 17, and we explore what it means to tenaciously abide in Jesus in the real world. As I mentioned, it's a six-week study, so it includes four daily devotions plus an optional fifth day and includes things like an integrated discovery questions for for deeper study. There are suggested journal prompts for reflection and life application, and then I also like to spice it up with historical and biblical context passages and lots of fun anecdotes and to make it uh, colorful and and easy to read. So so again, life shakes us up and abiding settles us down. And so this works for individual or group study. And I also wanna say, if I had a drum roll, I would put it in here, but I also have free downloadable teaching videos to go with each week of the study. And so those are accessible on my website com, and it's j-o-d-i-d-e-t-r-i-c-k.com i you may include that in your show notes that would be really yeah. helpful yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, so this is going to be the 2021 national theme study book for the AG, and so I'm excited about that. But um, my prayer really is that the settled soul will enable women to actively pursue Jesus in a way that grounds their faith and their souls in trust, and you know deepens their relationship with Him, and and just brings peace. So there you go. Thanks well, for letting wonderful. me talk about that. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, Jodi, we have talked so much here today, and literally I think we probably could talk for another hour or more on this topic. But thank you so much, Jodi, for joining us today. And our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website podcast.fullyrestored.love. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would really appreciate it if you left a review or rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And be sure to share our podcast with your friends. I would love to stay connected with you, so be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook at both of those are at Klaus, And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fully Restored Podcast. And you, like me, feel like you're walking Away with some valuable tools to grow in our relationship with Christ, to abide in Him, to live in every room that God has given us in our relationship with Him. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.